How often do we hear from everyday people? His stories from someone who look like you, work like you, live like you do. The good, the bad, most importantly, the truth. Because we're not all celebrities. We don't have a camera following us around to document our reality, but we do all have problems, issues, an elephant in the room that we continue to avoid in hopes one day will fade away. Well, I say, let's, let's talk, talk about, about it. it. Hello, ladies. Thank you for joining me on Let's Talk About It with Jackie Wade. Go around and introduce yourself so that people know what you do. Hi, my name is Centoria Franklin. I am a hairstylist here in Nashville, Tennessee. I am a woman's advocate for domestic violence, and I'm also a mother of three daughters. Hi, everyone. My name is Teresa Kizzy. I am a behavior analyst. I'm also an author. I wrote a book called The Journey Without You. I'm married with two kids. Thank you, ladies. I'm glad that you're here. Today's topic, we will cover breaking the silence. As Black women, we've inherited the unwritten code of silence. We don't speak about things that happens inside or outside of our health. The pandemic, we have this mask that we are we're mandated to wear. And metaphorically, Black women, we've worn a mask our whole life. We've actually had to put this mask on and pretend or try to protect other people and not so much as for ourselves. Silence is the absence of sound, the complete absence of sound. But in some cases, silence is also an absence because of shame, because of denial, or because of fear of judgment, or because of a poor attempt to fit in. Those are some of the aspects that I want to go over with you ladies and talk about today, why this actually exists in our community, how it actually affects our mental and our physical health. In 2017, I actually came forward and made a movement towards breaking my silence of domestic violence. And that was my form of giving myself permission to heal. And that is something that a lot of people, they fight with and they don't know how to actually take those steps. Well, I think we're more so, I love the whole topic, breaking the silence, because I remember when I was subjected to violence at an early age of my life, it was something that I was ashamed of because I wasn't taught how, I guess I made it seem like it was normal. I was pretty much exposed to that my whole life when I was growing up in Chicago. So violence was, was pretty much subjected in the communities and in many homes, especially many homes in the Black community. I, I've seen it, I dealt with it more on the mental side, if that makes sense. It became a normalized behavior that I, it was okay to go through that. And for me, when I experienced it, emotionally, I didn't know how to feel sometimes. It was times I didn't even know how to express the pain that I was going through. Well, most days I was ashamed to even talk about it. It was sometimes I didn't think people would believe in me. And that was my thing, like, and you pick up traits and you pick up habits when you're young. Right. You don't even know that you are creating habits and characteristic traits as they're forming. All you yeah. know, you're doing something and then it becomes a habit of this is how I handle this situation. Change. And that's totally true because I remember it was normal for my parents to argue. It, it was normal. I just was like, oh, they're arguing again. Right. right. Um, and I'm like, I didn't right. realize that that's not healthy. <laughs> that's mm -hmm. not a healthy relationship right. where everything's a problem. Everything, right. everything, and it explodes, right? So it starts right. off as like a little problem, right. but I think it's more so about the respect. I feel like my parents lost respect 
react to one another. And that's what helped it escalate to the murder of my dad killing my mom. I think it started way before that day. That day was just a cherry on top. Yeah. But before that, it was normal for chaos. The rage, rage evolved. If I start off only arguing, or I start off only cussing, I take that. So it's okay, what's next? Because we've done right. that. So start now maybe pushing you or now I'm let you know I'm even more serious. It evolved. And we think like, oh, okay, well, they didn't hit me. We cussing at each other, we arguing, but mm -hmm. No licks pass, so it's not abuse, and we don't. Then it's one lick pass. Oh, he just hit me once. Yeah. Then it's yeah. two lick yeah. pass. You know, and then it just keeps going until you land on the floor, probably looking like, "What happened? How did I get here? How did I get here?" Right. See, well, I think what people forget to realize is levels to everything. It's like it's a phase to it. In most cases, it may start with the little things of bullying. People forget that bullying is like it's one of the signs of abuse too. Since a verbal abuse being controlled, those little things that we forget to think about are the beginning stages of it. I have always been exposed to that. So I think it's important to even realize that like there's literally phases to this. Some of the traits of the abuser is low self-esteem or intense insecurity and inability to trust others, denial or fault of behavior. So not seeing what you've actually mm -hmm. done to this person that you're abusing. You see it as what what did you do to provoke? A lot of people- you What did you do to get this? Yeah, like- right. What I say wrong? What did I do? Exactly. Oh my God, I did that for so many years. Oh my God. And I you know, I think so many years. You were the you were the one getting abused. I didn't get abused, should I say? I was like the supporting cast. But what I witnessed, I wouldn't want anybody else to witness. So like you wasn't physically abused, but it did no. mentally, it oh, mentally it, and emotionally oh. abused you. It, it abused me in a way that relationships was really hard at first. Yeah. Because the man I love the most, my daddy, yeah, killed the woman I love the most. Right. Who, yeah. Once upon a time had to be in love. Mm -hmm. So how can you go from being in love to killing a woman you love? Right. Looking back and having conversations, because my brother was 15 at the time. He wasn't home, but he was older to know more about what was going on. For the longest, I made an excuse for my dad. I was like, he didn't know she was behind the door. He didn't know. He didn't know. He could not have known, right? I just felt in my heart, how could you do this to someone you quote unquote love? Right. Come to find out, he didn't try to get in the room. He knew her body was behind the door or she was standing behind the door because he was trying to get in. The hinges were coming off. Mm. And when he couldn't get in, he shot through the door. So I just couldn't believe it. So in a relationship, I'm looking at you can love me, but do you really love me? Because yeah. I know a man who loved a woman and in an argument, the room and the door was the same distance and mm -hmm. you chose to go get the gun and shoot through the door versus going out and the leaving. front door and yeah. leaving. Mm -hmm. So I need a man in my life that's going to choose the front door and leave. Yeah. yeah. And if I get a sign, if I feel in my heart that you will go the other way, I have to get out of that situation because I, it brought me to a point that I'm so scared. I've seen it. Yeah. You know, I've seen the yelling, I've seen the argument, I've seen the disrespect. Respect. So I try my best not to be disrespectful because I know where it can go. If my parents can probably go back and be like, okay, let me do this over, they probably would have left. Because if you look at the results of their actions affected all of us growing up parentless you know if you really can sit down and think if this went all the way left who would be affected by this and i think then you we would stop making a decision based on us right you would make that decision based on all everyone that this
it's affected. And it affected me to a point that I can't even be in a relationship where you raise your voice because I'm so scared that yeah. it can ask, you know, you know, <laughs> so I'm like, hey. result, you know what the final result can lead to. So it's like, I, yeah. I know this information. I know the answers to the test. So yeah. I don't even want to go there because I know where it's going to go. I zero to a hundred yeah. real quick. So let's just stay at this zero because I know I skipped one through 99. Yeah. So because of that, you have to know yourself. Like I can't be with a guy that's bullying or controlling or because right. it's not healthy for what I witnessed in my life. I've dealt with different forms of abuse. My epiphany moment was the fact that I became a mother. I'm building character in my child and still to some form, you still allow it because you, like you said, the, it becomes normal. You've normalized it. So it's not me arguing or me having a, a debate that's right. safe i've seen arguing throughout my life but it's that that rage evolving and then yeah. this person is build, building character of okay this person treats my mom like this and my mom stays so when i have an altercation when i get older and i become a man this behavior is okay. I'm telling you that this is okay. This is normal. This happens right. in people's households. Right. I learned going through my abusive experiences, my process of healing came from me pointing out when did I have this point in my life where I felt like I was trying to cover something up. And right. it pulled back to when I was nine years old, my older cousin tried to rape me and I kept mm. that secret my whole life up until when he tried to repeat it and they were talking about one of my family members and they were saying oh well her word can't be trusted and I felt at that moment it was my responsibility to say she's not lying because he tried to do it to me but I kept right. it a secret and my mom was like why didn't you tell me and it was fear it was shame. It was a lot mm -hmm. of pain. You know, I was around this person every day. At some wow. point. And who said that it wouldn't happen again? Or what would they do to me if I did tell? And that's yeah. that silence that we have. That so you learned how to keep a very important secret yeah. at a young and, age. And, like, oh, and, I can't tell nobody. Yeah, we think that we can cover it up. I'm like, oh, it's okay. We keep this. Yeah. This, this makes people judge me. So I don't tell nobody this. Because it's, again, wow. what did you do to provoke it? Why did he pick you? You We got a lot of girl cousins. Was Why your shorts yeah. too short? Exactly. Was you so showing think, too much? Yeah, <laughs> so I think that goes back to the question that you asked earlier about the absence and, and the shame. Mm -hmm. The fact that we could keep a secret that major, but how much does that affect you mentally? Exactly. Did it traumatize you? Did it make you feel insecure? And in some did you have trust issues? All of that. I think yeah. all of that because you go through and you figure out. So it's okay. This young in your life, you have a male that does this violation to you, make the attempt to. So when something else goes wrong, then it's something whatever they saw, they see it too. So it's me. Uh -huh. Here I am. I want to present myself as normal, and inside I'm calling myself doing self work, but you're really just so you're masking. Yeah. So you take that. Mm -hmm. like, so you start maybe a substance abuse. You. You try to find another way to camouflage or cover up the abuse that you have you don't think that it's fixable and how do you break the silence right because you know breaking the silence come with so much people judging from left to right and because it can really it pull you all the way back right my platform was used right. as part of my threatening tactic he was oh you're not gonna say nothing because you don't want people to see you like this you have an image right. to you have so it was a like a trigger Exactly. And I would think like, yeah, I do. I don't want people to think that, you know, something like this, you don't see me and think something like that would happen to me. You wouldn't see me and think that I would even deal with or accept this type of treatment. And it really, like I said, my son coming in 
and telling me like, mama, I don't like it. And he's 13 years old where you have to respect his opinion, where he's like, if this ever happens again, I'm going to do something. And you thinking like, so I'm leaving my son to protect me. That's not how this is supposed to be. But like I said, in previous relationships, before my son was old enough to make that opinion or when he wasn't around, mm-hmm. then I would find ways that I'm just like, okay, it's just, this is an argument or he just mad or what I do to upset him. I made him jealous. You come up with these excuses, that excuse tool, that's the protection, that mm-hmm. black woman protecting the community. So I'm mm-hmm. protecting you and, and I'm not telling on you. I'm keep, we have a, now we have a secret because I'm, right. I'm not only am I protecting your character or who you are, I'm also protecting my character and who I am. And the Black community as well, right? You know, you don't want to label, you know, a Black man as beating on you or how do you get it together without making him look bad or making you guys look bad? I think breaking the silence is the hardest thing, but the best thing anyone can do. Right. You're never alone. I think for me, when I finally broke silence, I really remember vividly when I was doing a client's hair and I was like literally broken down, like mentally. And here I am doing someone's hair, but in my mind, I'm like, golly, I am going through a lot. That was in like a lot of most cases when I was like triggering so many ways. And I have a client in my chair and she wants to talk about self-love and she wants to talk about certain aspects with Mm -hmm. how to build herself up. And here I am going through this mental abuse with this individual. And I think that last time made me be the person that I am today. Matter of fact, that's the reason why I am the person that I am today. Because I took that situation and I said, you know what? I'm going to start something. I'm going to do something that's going to build my confidence. You know how that goes. When you've been Mm -hmm. hurt, it's the amazing feeling that we want to go out and do something amazing for someone else to remind them how to heal. Like, this is how I'm healing. Even if it means if I got to help you and you remind me of how to be a better me. And I think that's one of the things of healing because we have these emotional emotional attachments to these men. We can't get away. It's almost like something just continues to pull us back and forth into that emotional entanglement. That's the new word, the name entanglement. <laughs> and men get abused too. But when you're in a situation like that and when certain triggers scares you, because some triggers, I'm going to be honest with you, it scared me back then because I didn't know how to deal with it because I kept that secret and it's so intact. And also sometimes I was just embarrassed or ashamed because sometimes my family didn't believe in me that I was going through certain things. But you you always know when somebody is literally going through abuse because you could tell by that behavior. You could tell by how the body language speaks a lot of value without even having to you know, just to say a word. I like to believe that I had camouflaged mine so well. I don't think anybody knew what I had been going through pre-post. Let's talk about the post. That's how they label it. And it's like, you know, I've been through worse situations than that. Right. That was my bloodshed moment where I'm like, oh, this is this is tangible. I can see it. It's been a relationship before that one that was kind of like, like I said, it starts with verbal abuse. You try to tear yeah. When I would look in the mirror, I wouldn't see what other people see. I wouldn't see the person with all these accomplishments. I saw mm-hmm. a nine-year-old Jackie who was clenching her legs on top of a bunk bed trying to right. you know, get somebody to open the door so I can run away. That That's the mm-hmm. person that like, because people's words can tear you down that much. Yeah. They teach you in, in grade school. They, the sticks and stones may break your bones. The words never hurt you like that. That's the biggest lie. <laughs> the biggest, first lie. 
yeah. that you tell people because a person can't like even if you say even if you say you don't listen you hear it so if a person tell you all oh, you ain't shit no about anybody gonna want you but me ain't nobody gonna do for you what i do like you hear those yeah. and you start yeah. to believe them and yeah it's like, well what it's something i'm doing something wrong because why is this person talking to me like that then why are you treating me like this not knowing that it's because you are just this radiance of light and they're insecure that somebody else may want you so let me make them think that no one else will want them so mm -hmm. then they, they'll be too scared to leave you leave All right do this you know ain't nobody gonna be with you and you think like oh right. well, because this dude might be for real. He might hurt me. And I have a kid to support. So I don't want my right. I don't want to die. You got dudes killing chicks now. Jealous dudes killing chicks. So you can't. It's like it's a lot that goes on. But to get back to what I was saying, Tori, I didn't I didn't think nobody saw it. I don't I don't feel anybody saw that. I was going through what I went through. I felt like the mask that I was putting on, I felt like I was going out into the world and I put on my smile. I think that's what surprised people so much. That was right. like, damn. So that's going on? This can happen to anybody. You know, right. and that was more so my reason for saying, I need to take this moment Why I'm feeling this way. Because if I wake up tomorrow, I'll be like, you know what? It's cool. It just, it was a heated night. No, I need to give myself permission to heal. And the only way that I can do that is to confront what has happened and actually get rid of that protection of protection of me, my brand, how I want people to see me. I'm human. I, have I never dealt with abuse since then? Absolutely. But it has given me the position to say, I'm going to stop it here. Like or, the signs know. are there. You're yeah. So it's like, no, I'm not, I'm not going to allow you to do this. I'm not going to allow you to talk this way to me. Even me going public made people feel like, oh, well, she, she might post me, you know. <laughs> I remember, like, I remember vividly when you posted that. And, you know, I've been, you know, advocating for domestic violence for a long time. And when you posted that, I was like, oh, this is one of those moments, like, oh, my God. You know, it's like, oh, my mm -hmm. God. So my first reaction, like, okay, let me reach out to her. Let yeah. me see if she okay. It's just one of those moments, like you mentioned, sometimes we walk around like, I'm a happy individual period. <laughs> like always smiling, bright colors. It's just me. Most times when I was going through situations in my life, it was inside of my home. There are going to be times when you're like, no more. I'm breaking the sign. Like I'm tired. It's not right. It's not okay. I'm not going to accept. I got to teach my daughters. You, what don't accept that. So Jackie, for people that may have not saw what you posted, can you tell us what you posted when you broke the silence? There was a heated discussion. And before I get on that, I want to take my blame in my part in the situation as a child my, my mom had five girls right so my mom raised us on you will never be stronger than a man so never hit a man don't play hidden with him right. don't play any type of hitting with a man so my tool of life is i've sharpened my tongue it's tip-top sharp i have a smart mouth and that's my defense mechanism so i am a verbal abuser i verbally abuse i will take your weaknesses i will take things i will listen to your insecurities and i will throw them in your face in an argument to where mm -hmm. i get involved that rage because right. you got to do something and if your words aren't stronger than mine if they're not sharper mm -hmm. than mine you're gonna lose yeah. then what 
Yeah. Like, lose. This bitch up. I love that. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And you and you ain't and, and that's so funny you say that, Jackie, is because my mom. I mean, it was no, it it was normal to hear, shut the fuck up. Who are you talking to? Right. You can't beat me. You cannot You're going to lose every time. Because I, yeah. I, I register. You can hear how people talk and know their insecurities just by how they say little stuff. Yeah, like, right. When right. I got, I can't believe, you know, and I'm like, oh, okay, trigger. So whenever the next argument, you got, doop, 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 doop. Yeah. I got a library mm -hmm. and I'm going to give it to you. So it's like, right. shut this bitch up, you know. Yeah. <laughs> I love your vulnerability. I, oh yes. my God, I absolutely love that. Yeah. Yes. And that night, it's like you, we toe for toe, you know, when it's liquor was involved, threats going back and forth. Do I remember what I said last? I do not know. All I know is that this dude was like, shut the fuck up and threw a remote. He didn't physically strike me. He threw a remote and the remote busted my lip. You would think mm -hmm. that a remote, it ain't a sharp object. You wouldn't think it would do that. It probably would have just put a yeah. big swole knot on my head, but it busted my lip, it shattered the coffee table, and he left. I think the panic, like to see that I have hurt her, he panicked mm -hmm. and left the house. So it left me just going through the house. I couldn't find my phone. I couldn't find anything, and my son was asleep in the next room. We had had altercations before, so when the police came, they was like, where is he? Where is he? Because we, right. the just, like I said, it's never been that massive. It's just been, right. you know, little arguments here and there or whatnot. So I'm looking in the mirror, and I can't cover up how I look. And I don't want to explain it later. People are right. going to, what happened to your lip? Oh, did I fall? Because if I fall, that's that cover up, that protection. Mm -hmm. It was that moment where I was like, in order to hold myself accountable and hold that party accountable as well, yeah. the thing for us to do is to separate and I need to start my healing process. If I had never made that post, I can't honestly say that he would have left or, or we would have ever just like split. We would have woken up the next morning and you would have done something nice and mm -hmm. it would have like never happened again because it evolved. So the first time that you cut the person out and you say, oh, you ain't gonna talk to me like that and you say, I'm sorry and you do something right. nice. And then it's like, okay, that was a mistake because we went this long before it ever happened. No, this person right. is comfortable with you. And they're feeling like now I can go a little bit further. She's gonna, mm -hmm. she's taking this. She's taking this with right. me. So what right. else is gonna take? But I love that. Because I love like, the honesty. For you to even make a statement like that is amazing because a lot of women has, we used our platform in negative ways. Just let's be honest. We didn't hold ourselves accountable for the things we may have said and done. Right. And see my mouth, it's a sharp two, like a two-edged sword. Yeah. And I had to learn how to realize, I'm like, you are really hurt, Centoria. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. you say yeah. some things that is not right, mm -hmm. and then you want the response to be different. Yeah. Hurt people hurt people. Hurt, yeah. 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 You don't expect me. That. I absolutely yeah. love that you said that, because a lot of women, we need to hear that. Like, we really need to hear that, like, for mm -hmm. real. When I was younger, when you know how you go with that tattletale and you, mama, she hit me, what you do? Your mama used to always, what you do? Yeah. So what, okay, you tell me what she did, what you do? What if like, if somebody said when you're your cousin, yeah, if somebody's like, okay, well, what you do? Mm -hmm. and, and you know what, and that's what I was afraid of when I was younger because yeah. I was a troublemaker. I'm a badass. I, I want to be grown. I have older sisters, so I want to be grown like them. So I'm talking shit. I'm a cusser. I cuss mm -hmm. around them, you know, whatever they'll let me do. And so I felt like, well, damn, maybe I'm, 
acting like I'm grown. I'm talking crazy. Like maybe he- So they gonna be like, you wanna be grown? He treated yeah. you like- So I just did not know how it was, it was gonna be perceived. Worst case, if you believe me. Cause if you say no, and I say you did this and you tell me now that ain't what I was trying to do, but I'm looking at you with your dick out and I know that you're trying to pull my pants down. What the hell was you and trying to pry my knees open? Yeah. Like, yeah, like, that's what you were, yeah. That's what you right. were trying to do. Lo and behold, somebody just kept, because we was playing high and go seek. So I'm laying on the bed, acting like I'm asleep, not sleep, but acting like I'm asleep. And the, that shit is, it's implanted. Yeah. In my head. It will never go I away. Was, I was living, it was 2007. I want to say it was 2007, 2006, 2007. And we were living in the family house at the same time. This is after I had told my family that, yeah, they not lying because this happened to me. He tried this with me. Right. And I woke up out of my bed and I was walking to the bathroom and he was sitting at the top of the stairs and waiting on me to come out of my bathroom because they had confronted him with what he had done to this other family member at this time. And he said, Jackie, I don't know if I've ever done anything that made you feel any type. This is his bullshit ass excuse. I apologize if I've ever made you feel any type of way to where you felt like I disrespect you or I tried to do anything. You know what he's doing. And I'm like, you, so that, that's what you, that's, that's what's up. And I went into the bathroom and I'm like, if he's going to be here, I can't be here. I can't be here. Mm. I mean, and it was just that. But when they told me he's going to be standing there for a little while, my whole body was like, what? I got to find somewhere to go. I understand it's supposed to be a family house, but he needs to go. I'm already uncomfortable. I got to lock my door, put a knife in between the door. You know, I'm doing all these measurements, chair up against the door. I, I don't want to live like this. Yeah. You have those secrets, those family secrets. Dave Chappelle laughed about, he was like, these kids talking about Michael Jackson abused them. He said, but you got people that have uncomfortable Thanksgiving dinner because they families come right. and they've had these situations where people have abused them and they think it's it's normal it's okay you know it'll pass over it just happened one time you traumatize people and don't know that you're doing that right for me confronting my denial came because all these people all these relationships family relationships personal sexual relationship right. I've been in I've been hurt and I just built that hurt up the more hurt I get the more defensive I get so you have this right. wall up and you trying to to fight and I don't fight with my hands so that became my weapon words they hit harder than yeah that. they'll break you down but my something that starts to burn into my soul so and make me think twice about who I am so that's something that we need to talk about I, I love this conversation because we have to expose that and I think that part can help lower the risk of being in a domestic violence situation because I mean just be honest a lot of men are triggered by words a lot of men don't want to be talked to like like you. I'm learning being married my husband needs words of affirmation he needs me to let him know he did that you're doing good he needs so it's like the mama if you had a real good mama his mama encouraged him and yeah. gave him all they expect us to do the same since that situation not immediately after but nowadays I think before I speak if I'm upset I kind of take a moment because I'm trying to be a better person. I'm in a new situation and I don't want to bring that toxic energy from my past. That's part of me bit healing with conversation, talking about it, letting them know how I feel, not holding it in, not holding a grudge. And that takes time. It's still a journey, but I do try to be more aware. Like of, maybe I need to just go on and walk away. Yeah, let me walk away. Uh, let me go on and lead a room. And we just had a conversation this morning. He's like, you had an attitude last night. And I was like, yeah, but I went to sleep though. That's a win for me. That's a win. <laughs> like, let me win. I went to sleep. Like, I, I you know, I could have stretched it for a week. Yeah. <laughs>
And it's good that you let him know that. You know what I'm saying? Like having those open conversations about, hey, I'm working on this. Then you have women that are like, oh, I don't know why he attacked me or why I didn't do anything. No, you didn't swing. You didn't swing, but you've been throwing shots with your mouth. You ain't shit. You don't take care of your kids. You stupid. Like all these little shots. And the dude was like, man, she say one more thing. Then she did that one more thing. So where do we start? How do you start confronting your denial to start the healing process? Because if I'm married to a man and he's abusive to me and I have a girlfriend and she exposes her abuse, then it's like, oh, you don't need to hang around her because I don't need you to get the courage to think that you finna speak out about me. I'm a heroic figure. You have most of these people who are abusive. They're winners in the public eye. When you expose their behind closed doors and that comes with what you do to provoke them because this is a model citizen. So why would he do something like that to you? What did you do? You have women who deal with these facts of life and they know, am I strong enough to stand alone if I have to when these people isolate me because of my truth like with your mother you witnessing or seeing your mother like how did you start that healing process to say I'm going to change the trajectory of my life and what my children see well you know it all started when I started writing a teacher was like Teresa what's going on because you know everybody finds out what happened you know being in the news and everybody know like oh my gosh she was in the house I didn't want to talk about it I didn't know how to talk about it I didn't know anybody that was going through what I was going through So a teacher told me, she was like, Teresa, if you don't want to talk about it, how about you just write it down? Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, you know, whatever. And I took her advice. And I also took the advice that I was at the church and the pastor was at the funeral. And you know how the pastor always be like, oh, they with you now, God, they with you. I'm thinking, well, why would God take my mom to be with him? Like she got responsibility. But I just used that as my advantage. I was like, okay, I'm gonna write to my mom and I'm gonna pray to the Lord that he reads this to her. So it became so therapeutic because I would rush home and I'd be writing like, oh, mom, this will happen today. And I didn't know that I was really getting my feelings out. Yeah. No, I wasn't telling a person per se, but I thought I was talking uh-huh. to my mom because yeah. I felt good. I felt good when I would go to sleep. I'd be like, oh, I felt not alone because my dad died six months later in prison. And it was so crazy because a part of me growing up before he died in those six months, I thought like, oh, I can go back and live with my dad if he get out of jail. The sorry work, like he could say he's sorry. I just really thought that maybe one day I can live back with him because that was my normal. But it wasn't until I realized he was gone. This was my new normal. And I couldn't feel bad for myself anymore. I had to realize I can't change that memory that I have. But what I can do is think positive. I had to start finding positive thoughts. Like if they could change it, they would. Teresa, your life is not gonna be like that. You're gonna make these decisions. And then growing up now looking, I can see the toxicness. As I go back and read, it was always you ain't shit, you ain't this, When I'm doing my daughter's hair, my husband is team. Don't stress mommy out, right? So if I'm doing her hair and she's doing the most, he'd be like, Layla, get it together. When I was little, my mom was doing my hair. He was like, Nita, you're doing it too hard. He was not in it together. When you're together, right? It's a, what your mama say? Do what your mama said. It's the teamwork. And just little things I realized, like they wasn't on the same team. You know, because they was was playing that good cop, bad cop. Daddy, can I have a cookie? And your mama done told you not. Well, Daddy, he goes for that. Yeah. 
Yeah, but that was when you don't respect each other. It's exactly. all about that respect. When you yeah. respect someone, you don't cuss around them. Like, you know, just think of people that you respect. Put your shirt up, like, oh, so-and-so yeah. coming. Like you, and as a man that you love, we supposed to give that same respect yeah, to them. And, you know, and that same respect, I feel, will bring the best out of them. Yes. You know, it, w- it will right. It will bring the best out of them if That's we treat right. them. Now, it's twofold, and if you're doing you know, all that. Out, yo, you know I was going to say it, so get to it. Now I know it's twofold, <laughs> yes. but if you giving it and they not giving it, then you need to leave. And if you, um, even if you have to be alone, because sometimes God will put you in a position that you have to stand alone mm-hmm. in order to recognize your weaknesses, mm-hmm. in order to build them up as strength. So I think that's really important. I really and think, I think that's why a lot of people stay, because they don't want to be alone. They don't want to be alone. Yeah, they don't want to be judged. They want to look like they're normal. We talk about the COVID and the quarantine. They're talking about how the rates of suicide and, and domestic violence have increased. It didn't come with it with quarantine. It's been there. But you right. had people who's able right. to do that busy work. Let me stay gone from home. Let me find something to do. Hang out with my girls. Come home as late as possible. Hopefully he sleeps so I don't have to deal with that. Then the government says everybody got to stay home. And it's like, oh, shit. But you already know. <laughs> it's supposed to lie. Yeah. yeah, in the morning, right. I'm having to hit this, like, just off of little stuff. Why the kitchen dirty? Why this dead? Why this right here? You know what you've mm. been trying to escape from. And then you have people who, you thought about suicide. I'd rather die than deal with this shit. Wow. And so they kill themselves in the midst of quarantine, and we blame it on quarantine. It's the suffocation of having to deal with your reality. Mm. It's deep, because quarantine really make you realize, like, I was like, oh, Lord. Like, yeah, it's face, Ooh. like, what the hell? Like, let's do it. Let's do yeah, it. Let me go take me a long life. walk. I'll be back in two and a half hours. I'll yeah. be back. I got really exposed a lot. There's so many divorces going on right now. A lot of people are exposed to the individuals they've been with for a long time, right? But they was able to go out and do mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Come back in to think about, oh, this is a habit that you got. Oh, yeah. this is yeah. certain behavior. But you have to be brave enough, enough to be vulnerable to be able to expose your own truth. I think that's the part of the building resilience within yourself. Because you are right. A lot of national leaders, as we all know, are either abusers are being abused themselves and you can see it on most people's faces you can see it in their marriages you can see it within their children be vulnerable enough to expose your own truth and start your own healing and i think you need to tell yourself first write it down in that moment write it down because like you said you go to sleep wake up he do something nice you may forget all about it right write it down tell your own this is to myself because when I read this, I'm going to come back and I'm going to remember the disrespect. I'm going to remember right here. Exactly. Because I wrote this down. Because in the morning, he may come with some breakfast and I love you, gifts, purses, whatever. And he didn't mean it. He good guy. Yeah, you mean the world to me with a dozen roses and life's going to be great. Y'all go out on a trip and you come back and be like, you know what? I'll forget it's it. all good. Now and you post it on social media, winning. Yeah. And really you losing. Like this nigga, right? She don't know what she want to do. She with him. She ain't with him. Like, what is you? What is and and that's the thing. Right. That's another thing why people don't tell. Because you don't know. You're not fully committed. You're not, you're not ready. You're not ready to live with it. That's that comfort. That's security. You don't know how much, what that person is providing in your life. And it's like, I right. have to take this. Because this, yeah. this supplements this. If you right. start waiting Yeah, you providing, like, am I going to find somebody else to provide for me the way this person does? And if I do, how long? How long am I going to have to support myself before I find a person that you get to this level? So you just take, you just take, take, take. Mm. And when you add up the dollar amount, I bet it don't weigh the the amount of your sanity, of your mental, of your physical, emotional health, your intellectual health. 
all these health risks that you, you're taking, you're demolishing yourself on the inside. That's the same uh, thing with these women. You look this way, uh, and because you look this way, you shouldn't go through this stuff. You have women who, they restructure their bodies to try to have that outer perfection. But you're right. still mentally drained. You're still going right. through whatever you were going through before you laid on that table. You're still going mm. through that. Those yep. They still see that's the right. same person inside of you. So that's not fixing anything all it's doing that's is right. get that camouflage just that mask and are you doing that for yourself or are you doing that for them are you, you doing, doing that for, yeah you're definitely doing it for you're doing it for the yeah. attention of others because if you love yeah. yourself on the inside then that kind of eliminates that outer approval the affirmation that you say right. looking for that right. affirmation of people to tell you that yeah i am good enough because this dude done told you so many times that you ain't shit that you believe that you ain't shit so if i right. get a body then he ain't gonna be able to tell me nothing because everybody gonna be trying to get be popping. Yeah, but yeah. are you? Because then the first time that y'all get in an argument with the new dude, this bitch with that fake ass body, take your ass home. Now you right back. <laughs> <laughs> you right. right back. You dealing right. with the same shit, but and I did this for you. Yeah, right. and you like nigga. You and what right. can you say? Because you you. I like that. That is so true. The facts of life, and it all comes with breaking the silence of saying, you know what, I am good enough. If I'm not good enough for you, then I'm good enough for someone. Let me give myself permission to heal. Let me love myself. That self-love, like you said, Centauri, you had a client sitting in your chair. That's self-love because you have right. to tell yourself. I had to learn to remind myself that I am worthy, that I am beautiful. Constantly, day to day, I had to do that to rebuild my confidence to know that I'm nothing of what the person had said that I was. All these people mm -hmm. who tried to get me to stay stagnant. I'm none of that. And I am everything that causes me to evolve. So when you guys said you had to do it, how did you actively do it? Be like, all right, you know what? I'm done. Today's the day. Mine was a process. Yeah. Like, literally. Mm -hmm. I started taking myself out by myself on date. I started getting my nails done. You know, I do my own hair. But those attributes of what I had to pour into myself, I had to get on the phone with prayer partners. I had to go to church. I had to pray by myself. I had to mm -hmm. cry. Honey, that was that cry out, you know, the hood would cry. I had to do a lot of that. After my situation happened, I attended a therapy session with the person that I abused. Centauri, he saw he showed up at your walk. I like, know, I remember. We're in a good space today. We both had some healing to do as individual people mm -hmm. and sitting down that's why i say apple don't fall too far from a tree he exposed that there was some toxic things that happened in his life that made him feel like oh this gets the job done if i right. raise my voice if i argue this would happen to a person in my life and it was effective so right. let me do the same thing. And I had to come to terms to say my accountability. What part did I play in this? I can remember I was I was damn near in tears the first time that he identified himself as when I abused you. It had never come out. And it was just like, wow, that apology, when he gave me an apology, he was the speaker of all the men who had abused me in my life. Mm -hmm. And that, that was so strong. And I was just like, wow, thank you. Thank you. As a person for being, for one, for being man enough to say, you know what, I did something wrong and right. I didn't mean to do that I would have never hurt you I'm sorry but to say in depth you'd never deserve that it just trickled down for me that was a big part of my healing that I could say today that we are in a good space and that we are even though we are not together we are cordial and I can say that that is a friend of mine that I've forgiven him and he's forgiven me and forgiveness is a big part of healing as well absolutely it's a process but it does I mean it, it means a lot when you sit down 
finally you're able to overcome that with the person that you've been right. with and they tell you right. that this he was, was going mistake. through some overcoming it was himself. bad yeah it was it was yeah. it, it wasn't just a bad experience it was it was childhood trauma that part. this person feel like this is how you fix it we're a creature of habit we yeah and if people in the past have dealt with it that silence nobody's gonna speak up i'm just gonna get to the point where i can't take it anymore i'm gonna leave but i'm not gonna talk about it because if i talk about it then people judge me not being the shame to talk about it is healing for me you got somebody who's just now going through that shit they are just experiencing it and you telling your process of what you went through or how you overcame it is going to help them make that first step to say this is the last day i'm going to take this right breaking the silence of the black community not breaking the silence of you starts with one conversation yeah. you can't just feel like oh i'm doing my self-work and that's good enough no you got somebody who looking up to you who you don't know is watching you right and i'm such a firm believer that that lady was in your chair for a reason mm -hmm. that yeah. day yeah. that yeah. time talking about self-love right see that's the thing realistically it started off with a conversation one conversation led me to be who i am right now mm -hmm. because that one conversation motivated me to yeah. pursue something that I knew it was my purpose. You have to get the bravery of knowing that you're not alone. Every woman that's on this platform has been through some type of abuse, witnessed it, experienced it, it is traumatized and it is healed, but it does all of that when you actually just confront it and not submerge it. I told my cousin who's not here anymore, he actually passed in 2015. But um, he was telling me he was in a relationship and he was like, cuz she loved me so much. Getting my name tattooed on her this weekend or whatever. She crazy about me, cuz. And I said, you know what? I would rather for someone to like me a lot than to love me to death. Mm. And to this day, we don't know what, what he died from. All we know is that she found him and he was laying in his kid's bed. He OD, but was that OD intentional or not? Who knows? Right. You can never underestimate a person's insecurity their jealousy. Right. If a person feels like I would rather you be gone than to see you with someone Ooh, else. That's, that's a whole reality. It's a reality. And you never know what in that moment. It's in that mm -hmm. moment that you wake up the next morning, it's over with. You don't think about it anymore. It's done. I've forgiven myself and you need to forgive me too until the next time. Mm -hmm. Until the next disagreement. And then until the next mm -hmm. disagreement escalate. Then which one of us is going in handcuffs? Which one of us is going to the hospital? At what point do we say that this is enough? Right. And it all comes down to us using our voices. Right now we're advocating voting. Go vote. Use your voice. You know, say right. break the silence and save right. the people that are coming after you. They're not getting the guidance that they need because people are afraid to tell their stories. Ladies, I thank you for joining me on this platform. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. Healing happens one conversation at a time. I'm Jackie Wade. Let's talk about it.